So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. And I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back. To bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to six figure forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hartley. Really appreciate you being here today with me. So apart from the podcast, I help photographers by doing a number of free workshops. And the next workshop is actually coming up here in just a couple of days. It's going to be a five-day photography business boot camp. If you feel like you're stuck shooting the same amount of clients, or you're charging the same middle market rates, you can't seem to break out of that. Maybe you're just hustling and grinding, sacrificing all your time to keep things running. First off, that's not your fault. Like Running a business is hard, especially when you're just like trying to figure everything out on your own. And so that's why I'm hosting this five-day photography business bootcamp. It's completely free. You can enroll by going to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash bootcamp, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash bootcamp. Uh, Chrissy Jones is with us today. She's a, a portrait photographer out of Dallas, Texas. She's been an equine portrait photographer for the last eight years. Uh, since then, her work's been published in dozens of equine publications uh, in advertising and editorials, cover spots. She conducts more than 50 private portrait sessions every single year. And what we're going to be talking about today is her ability to pull in an average of, of $3,000 per client. But get this, as a portrait photographer, she's not doing an IPS model. Now, before we go any further, uh, IPS stands for in-person sales. And this is a, a system, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a an approach to your business where you have a session fee up front, and then there's a reveal afterwards where you offer printed artwork. And this is typically a way that you hear a lot of photographers talking about profitable ways to run a portrait photography studio. And Kirstie's managed uh, to go about it a completely different way. And so we're going to talk about an all-inclusive package option today uh, as a portrait photographer, why Kirstie's gone ahead and done that, the pros to it, and why you might consider that business model for yourself. Kirstie Jones. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you, Ben? I'm doing dandy. I'm just chilling over <laughs> here in Ohio. I got some beautiful weather outside. How is it in Dallas? It's a it's a gorgeous day today. Um, it's cooler than normal. We had a big storm system yesterday, so I'm excited. I have a session tonight, so 
I'm not going to completely melt. It's not over 100 degrees outside. Love so, it. I'm looking forward so we, to it. So we got to talk about this. So equine photography. So equestrian. Is that something that you got into because you were an equestrian yourself? I've ridden horses my entire life. So I grew up riding, competing all over the country. I got a scholarship to ride for TCU's equestrian team, which is what brought me to Texas. So I grew up in Oregon. And I went down to Texas to compete. It's a NCAA sport on the division one team. So I was on scholarship to ride for TCU's women's equestrian team. And when the second I got to Texas, I was like, I'm never leaving. It's the horse capital of the world, right? All the biggest horse shows, all the biggest trainers. I was like, these people are my people. (laughs) That is awesome. I, uh, yeah, the horses definitely came first for me and it was in college that I picked up my first camera and I went straight to the pasture and started practicing on horses and I've never photographed anything else. Horses are the only thing that mattered to me. So it's the only thing that felt worth pursuing with, uh, photography. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's an, it's an incredible niche of photography. You know, I mentioned the mastermind group, uh, here at the beginning of the episode, but there's a number of equine photographers in that mastermind group. And it's something I've been learning more and more about um, uh, over the last few years. And so really, really wild. Hey, I'm curious. So in those early days before you were a photographer, did you ever work with a photographer for photographs with you and your own horse back in the day? Like, did you ever hire someone? So that's why I started my business is because it was one of my biggest regrets. Basically, I had this horse that meant the whole entire world to me. And I wish more than anything that I had images that reflected our relationship. We had, there were event photographers. So when I competed with them, there were photographers at the horse show and they would give us the standard, you know, proof prints of us competing in the arena. So I had pictures of the horse and I together that I purchased from a photographer at an event, but they were nothing that really captured our relationship. It was very formal, very posed, you know, us out in action out in the arena. Um, so it was, it was nothing that really told the story of our relationship. And so that is what drove me to start my business. I felt there was a hole in the market. And speaking of a hole in the market, I'm curious when you first started, were you able to find another equine photographer, uh, to kind of like, uh, learn from, or were you, kind of stuck picking up the pieces, learning a little bit over here, a little bit over here, a little bit over here to come up with your own thing? Or or is it mostly a a similar process to something like any other portrait photographer might be? Uh, Maybe uh, like a family photographer, uh, you know, something like that. So there was nobody doing what I wanted to do and that I was aware of. I'll say that. It's not like I invented this. Other people were doing it. I was completely unaware of it. So for me, I really felt like I built it from the ground up. Um, There were those event photographers who would do like farm calls where they would come and photograph like 12, 15, 20 horses a day. So you could get a picture with your horse. They would come out on a farm call. They would be there all day long. You would split the feed, but I wanted something basically I was so inspired by my wedding photographer and the experience that I had with him. And I was so captivated by the images of my now husband and I, but I was like, I want this, but with my horse, Yeah, (laughs) I want it romantic. I want it pastel. When I started, I shot film because my wedding photographer shot film. I wanted very ethereal, romantic golden hour, 
you know, posed very romantically. Literally, I pull all my inspiration from engagement photos, wedding photos, things like that. Mm. I just pluck out the groom and insert a horse. Yeah. Um, so there, I wasn't aware of anybody doing that. And so for me, I was really pouring in from other areas, specifically, honestly, boudoir for marketing purposes, because there was no industry for me. People weren't searching for portraits for their horses. They didn't know they needed it. And mm. I felt like boudoir photography resonated the most with that because people don't wake up being like, I need naked pictures of myself today. <laughs> you have to be convinced of it. Whereas a bride, she gets engaged and she starts Googling wedding exactly. photographers. Well, for me, SEO wasn't going to help because there ain't nobody Googling horse photographer. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so, so that is kind of like the industries I pursued was more that like glamour photography where mm-hmm. there was so much... Um, the marketing was about creating like a lust after an experience. And all of the language was about how you're going to feel after these portraits happen. More so than, you know, like senior portrait photographers, no offense, and wedding photographers, they got it easy. They have demand already. I had no demand when I started out. I had to convince everybody why they needed me. Alternatively, though, I'm, there's there's the other side of me that's actually jealous because I can't oh, muster I up someone. I can't convince someone to go get married so that way yes. I, I can't create more demand. Yes. My my right? demand is limitless. I have no yes. cap. I have no limit. I'm not sharing a piece of pie with everybody else, and I'm not mutually exclusive. They can book me today and the lady down the street tomorrow. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not an event like a senior photographer. It only happens once in your life. Exactly. Um, and you yeah. get your so I've always looked at that as an opportunity. Absolutely. Yep. I can get them addicted to my product uh, to buy as much of it as often as often as I want them to. Yeah. So I loved being in control of my destiny. But at the beginning, let me tell you, I, nobody's looking. Sure. <laughs> Nobody knows they need you. Yep, absolutely. I, I totally get that. So let's talk a little bit about um we'll we'll, we'll start to move towards the pricing conversation. Um and so I've already given a like a very entry level crash course into like the typical IPS model, which is again when when we hear about most f- successful profitable portrait photographers, it, not always. By the way, I just want to give big clarity here: not always, but typically it tends to go in the direction of like print sales and and the back end kind of approach to things. And so, can you talk to me a little bit about why that wasn't the decision that you made? I can. So, and I don't want to badmouth anything. I love in-person sales. I have applied so much of it to my own business. I'm in all those groups, study all those tactics. But as the consumer of photography in 2012, it was a really impactful year for me because I I just started getting interested in photography myself and I booked an in-person sales photographer um, where I thought the session fee included everything. And so I was very misled and it really broke down to just expectations not being met, but I felt I left that experience um, really, really disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my next, like, the next time that I was a consumer of photography was shortly after that for my wedding pictures. I already discussed that. So I felt that was completely different. Um, you know, I spent so much more money, but the value felt immeasurable because I received all the high resolution files, all the proof prints, a print credit. It felt like I was getting so, so much for the value. 
And so I was left with these two experiences at the infancy of my own business, as I was just kind of playing with my camera of saying this experience made me feel very bad. Like I spent so much money and got nothing for it. And this Mm -hmm. experience, even though I spent 20 times the amount made me feel like I got the entire world and I had the best experience of my life. And, you know, and other things like going on an all-inclusive honeymoon and and things like that, like right around, like I said, kind of the infancy of when I thought I was going to start my business is what really formed my decision. I knew of no other portrait photographers with an all-inclusive model. I didn't know anybody else who was doing this, but I basically took my wedding photographer's packages, swapped it out for what would work with portrait photography and just kind of made my own thing and said, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And I did that. So from the beginning, from day one at the beginning, um, I've been all inclusive and I've pretty much had the same package structure for eight years. Yeah. There are modifications, but yeah. Then it makes sense. Having a bad experience from the buying cycle is, is generally what shapes a lot of our own business decisions. Now that we are, sure. we're on the other side, we're in control of things. And so, and that, yeah, that toy lines up. So then, Talk to me a little bit about where, because it's generally speaking, mm-hmm. it is because uh, you, you're doing $3,000 collections up front, correct? Yeah. Um, start at 2000 up to 5000 are my packages. Yeah. And I'm at a 3300 average this year. Um, and I have clients who've spent over $10,000 a session. Yeah. How come, why do you think uh, the IPS model is often seen as a more, and again, I'm putting words in your mouth right now. I just, just, (laughs) this this is maybe the way that I perceive (laughs) things. Um, How come the IPS model is one that generally speaking is seen as a more profitable option for photographers? I will say, because of the hand-holding experience, and if you're successful, if you do it well, if you've educated your clients well, you provided a fantastic experience, and then in the sales session yourself, um, you are holding their hand every single step of the way, mm-hmm. then I think that that naturally will result in a higher sale. So that's why I love every single aspect of that. I've taken every aspect of that and I've just removed the in-person part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to do all of that just in a virtual setting. Yeah. So then talk to me a little bit about how you've, how you've done this. I, you know, what are some of the issues or maybe the sticking points where you see portrait photographers getting stuck doing an all-inclusive model where I, again, I just see so many portrait photographers stuck in this like sub thousand dollar mark for mm-hmm. all-inclusive, right? It's like yeah. 450, 500, maybe 650, you know, and they just feel like they can't seem to get out of that for doing a session, you know, with digitals. And, and so where do you feel like those sticking points are in breaking through that ceiling? Uh, I think for many people, they're not actually running their numbers and they're Mm. not putting it in perspective of like, wow, I'm paying you for the opportunity to photograph you right now. (laughs) Um, Because if if you're in really low numbers, I mean, you're, I imagine in the red. 
for me, you know, I'm thinking back to 2013 when I started and I was working full-time in finance. So the first thing I was doing, I had Excel sheet on Excel sheet of running all of my numbers. And right off the bat, I think my lowest collection was $1,200 when I started my business. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have an issue commanding those prices because I worked a full-time job. And I'm like, if I'm going to work on top of my full-time job, I better be compensated more than I'm making in finance right now. Like there's no... I ain't discounting nights and weekends. Like I'm going to charge a premium for nights and weekends, right? Um, So when I created my packages, my lowest package, like I said, I was starting probably $1,200 because I thoroughly understood the input of all of those numbers into the session, exactly what it was costing me and exactly what I would need to feel compensated from Mm. that session. Imagine many people don't think they have expenses. They don't, they, it's really, really easy if you aren't actually in the numbers of your business to say, well, it doesn't cost me anything to go out there and press the shutter a couple of times when you are not accounting for every subscription or the gear upgrades or the new computers or how much your time is worth. For me, my time was so valuable. So I, like I said, I put a premium on it. I was making more per hour photographing people than I was working in investor relations at an asset management firm. So in my opinion, I think if people don't, don't understand the expenses going into it and aren't willing to compensate them a reasonable salary, that's where you get a lot of people running an all-inclusive model for unsustainable prices. Mm. Can we talk a little bit about what's, uh, what you're including in that? You know, when we're, when we're talking sure. about a $3,000 collection, um, and and it and we say all inclusive. What would a client be receiving from you for that session? Yes. So when I market my sessions as all inclusive, I'm saying it includes our time together. So you know, let's choose a middle of the road package. About a three thousand dollar package is going to be about two hours of shooting together. All the finished high resolution files, which is probably going to be around 150 Mm -hmm. images that are fully edited and high resolution. So you have a print release on those and a personal release on those. Um, I print them all as four by six proof prints and put them in a wood box with a glass USB. So all the images are online. They're all printed as proof prints and they're on the USB and digital form as well. And then that package would include a hundred dollar print credit that they're ordering from the online gallery. There's all sorts of stuff that they can order. And then then launches into kind of my own sales process, which is holding their hands, educating them, mocking up what their images would look like on their own wall, designing a gallery for them to show them what these images would look like in their final form and really giving them the proper like care and attention that they deserve to take those images from the computer and to get them printed in their houses. Nice. So then, um, are you offering those options then, or is it, or is it just kind of like the education for you? This is what it would look like for you to order these prints on your own and go to, and to go do that. Or are you offering, uh, to produce canvases and albums and, and all who knows whatever else you, maybe you don't do canvases, but you know, all the other things. Yeah. So directly in the online gallery is where they can order canvases, medals, you know, prints, um, albums, calendars. I mean, all sorts of stuff like directly in their online gallery. The majority of my clients purchase through the online gallery because it's easy. Others will just email me what they want and I fulfill the orders for them. 
Okay. Yeah. So the wealthier ins- clients do the latter. I will say they don't, they don't spend time in their online gallery. They just text me Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what they want and I place the order. So that's awesome. Okay. Neat. So, th- so that's what we're covering. Okay. Got it. So in some ways it's, yeah. it sounds like you're, it's almost, it's not quite fully, uh, and I'm just going to riff with you here for a minute, but it's almost sure. like a hybrid approach, but not even fully sure. a hybrid approach being one that's all inclusive. They, they get all the digitals, they get the mm-hmm. whole session. They can do whatever they want with their images. You're even doing some printed products in that. And then you'd go into a still a reveal of sorts or like a, an offering of like, Hey, well, would you like this? Or would you like these other yeah. things? Yeah. It's kind of a hybrid approach. Um, and you're almost one step removed from that where a hybrid approach, I feel like still happens typically in person, you know, like, uh, where you're kind of taking one step removed and educating online and using your online gallery in a way to really facilitate that. Is is that accurate? Yeah, no, that's accurate. And I'll say one of the nice things about it is some of that sales process can be automated because it's not in person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is going through automated emails and email sequences that are all set up to do all my selling for me and hold hands for people and make them feel like they're getting individualized attention when it's not actually that individualized. Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense. Um, Out of curiosity, what online gallery are you using? I'm sure listeners would probably be curious to know how you're delivering the photographs online uh, while selling the the artwork as well. What platform do you use? I use PickTime. Yeah, it's great. I've used Pixie Set in the past. I love them. I still use them for all my commercial work. Mm -hmm. Um, To just deliver digitals, I prefer Pixie Set, but to sell prints, I love PickTime. Yeah. Uh, I used to use Pixie Set as well because I loved it for a digital delivery standpoint. Yeah. Um, but to sell prints, uh, yeah. for me, loose loose prints, smaller gift prints, four by sixes, five by sevens, uh, shoot proof is, is who I've really been focusing on. Same yeah. exact reason. And I've heard incredible yeah. things about pick time. Uh, so yeah, super cool. Um, okay. So uh, I, I, can you talk with me a little bit about um, some of the struggles that you've had to overcome with the higher, uh, starting prices essentially that you have relative to, you know, other equine photographers, maybe who are doing a different model. What have been some of the struggles of doing an all-inclusive approach like this? Um, I mean, one of the biggest ones is, a lot of people in this industry, um, okay, it's a, it's a weird industry. Uh, they all are. Everybody says that on. about their own industry where they're all like, I bet, I bet like uh, mailmen are like, man, there's a weird industry being a mailman. And they're all the other mailmen are like, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So for me, I want someone who is like, really, really all in committed to making this the best day of their entire life. There are a lot of people who need pictures and they just need a couple of pictures. And for me, that's never going to be me. I don't offer a diluted version of what I do in any sense of the form. I don't have mini sessions. I don't have half sessions. It's all or nothing with me. So when I say I'm in a weird industry, I'm going to show you. There is a magazine right here that's probably 600 pages. And these are my types of clients. They're advertising. Um, so that was a picture of mine that I flipped past. None of those. Those are, oh, that's me. Okay. So these people are paying to be in this, ad, this magazine. Um, so sometimes people, they really just want one released file mm. for the ad that they're about to run. And for me, I ain't going out there 
for one released file, right? Mm. So that's where other photographers who have a session fee and then you can purchase one, three, five, 10 pictures. That's where they shine and that's where they can do great things. That's not how I work. Like I said, I want people who are all in, who are going to make a big deal out of this, who are going to plan their outfits, who, you know, I want the session day to be really, really fun, exciting. And Mm. I want them to want all of the digitals and want all of the prints and to to have them cherish that for, you know, generations to come, not just like, Oh, I need a quick ad photo. Can you take my picture really quick? That makes sense. Um, So how do you, how do you go about finding those people? Uh, Yeah. So at the beginning, like I said, there wasn't demand for me. There wasn't (laughs) people lined up (laughs) saying, I need these really romantic pictures with me and my horse. Um, So I built my business, the marketing wise, like really, really off of model calls and selecting really individual, uh, really influential people in the industry um, that where I could have a lot of control over the session and what I wanted to convey because one thing I thoroughly understood is that you're going to book what you show. Like, you know, people are going to purchase what they see. And so for me, the images that I wanted to advertise with, I wanted them to be recognizable faces in the industry that people knew that people liked, that people looked up to. And then I wanted to control that session to show exactly those sunlit, you know, backlit golden hour, very romantic images showing the relationship of them and their horse. So that when you see that person that you loved and respected and you said, oh, they had a session, like now I really want a session, kind of giving Mm -hmm. that, that social permission for you to spend the money because either your best friend did it or, you know, X, Y, Z, who you really looked up to did that. So that was a real big cornerstone for me to kind of like start the snowball of marketing Hmm. was to pick out key people um, that, you know, I used as models and that I helped style so that they were wearing what I wanted them to wear. You know, we were going to the locations I wanted to be at. And then I was very intentional about the images that I was shooting and then showing because I wanted that to be the type of people who would then book me for that type of work. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. When you're coaching a photographer and you're working through, um, maybe they're wrestling with the question of like, well, should I, should I do a reveal model where I have a session fee and then they only buy what they like, you know, uh, through, through print or doing an all-inclusive approach? Um, what are some of the questions that maybe a photographer would want to ask themselves or consider when deciding which way to run their business? I imagine someone listening right now is like, man, they both kind of sound like they, I guess I could see how they could work out. Um, are there thoughts that you might help the listeners guide themselves through to decide which approach makes the most sense? So I think obviously both are fantastic models. I think it really comes down to you're the salesman of your business and you have to believe in what you sell. Mm -hmm. So I feel like wherever I, I don't think that you should take this lightly. I think it's going to be one of the most important decisions you're going to make for your business. And it's not something that you can't change later by all means. You can evolve, you can morph, you can try something, it cannot work out and you forget about it the next day. I mean, by all means, you're allowed to grow. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to do anything you want to. It's one of the most beautiful parts about being an entrepreneur is that you can do anything you want to. Um, but it's one, it's something I don't want people to take lightly. I want them to be incredibly introspective about their own talents and about their passion for not just photography, but their clients in general. And 
you are only going to be successful selling what you truly wholeheartedly believe in. So I think my packages are the greatest things in the entire world. You know, this is exactly why you need it. And I can talk about the packages that I offer and the prices that they're at with the biggest smile on my face to any potential client. Mm -hmm. And I think that in order to be a successful salesperson, you really truly in your heart of hearts have to believe in what you're selling and why it's the greatest thing on earth and why you're the only person on this planet who can give that person what they need. And so at the end of the day, if sitting next to somebody side by side, guiding them through an image reveal, walking them through what this would look like as a final result and helping them make the decisions as you cull through and decide options and, you know, you being the complete expert in this um, field, if that is what is going to give you fulfillment, then yes and amen, sit down in an in-person reveal and be the expert, walk them through it, deliver images that they're going to love for generations and make your money. Um, (laughs) you know, and if not, I think what I do is the greatest thing in the world. I get to, I get to interact with more people because of it, because I don't have the time of the image reveal. I can book another session. Um, and I feel like I'm delivering just as high touch of a service without having the need to be next to them in person. It's great. Walk me through a bit of the sales process that you do have with someone, uh, you know, because I imagine, I, I, again, I, I don't know, you correct me, but I imagine when you, you know, when you say that, you know, collections are 2000, 3000, et cetera, um, for a two hour portrait that you, it may need a little bit more of an explanation versus they might be used to hearing something maybe 300 or 400, you know, in the hundreds we'll say. Right. (laughs) And so I'm curious what the sales, the sales conversation is like when you're talking to someone that allows for the, the lead to really understand the value that you have at that price point, um, at this stage. I am not successful with cold calls. All right. Yeah. I will tell you that I have a long sales cycle. I understand I have a long sales cycle. I understand mm-hmm. the marketing I'm doing today is for my client next year, two years from now, three years from now, maybe four years from now. What mm-hmm. I'm doing today gets me that client in 2025. Yeah. Okay. So I understand I have a long sales cycle and you know, people calling off Google, there's not a lot of them that I convert highly because of that, because there's a shock factor and there's a, you know, there's a sticker shock value, um, with that. So understanding that I don't do a lot of direct selling in that sense where I have to be a salesman. Mm -hmm. So much of my marketing is indirect about that attraction, that allure, that lust factor about, girls dreaming of this session for years Mm. and then they get to go to their parents and say hey i'm a senior now let's go spend all this money (laughs) and i want them to be my salesman i want them to open up daddy's checkbook yeah (laughs) and say i have to have this um but i will say you know when do i convert cold calls off of google sometimes and to me again that's the passion off of my voice saying, and I do lead, I don't lead with the price. I lead with all of my packages are all inclusive. And to me, that means you have everything you need. You have all the high resolution files and you have everything in printed form. That's Mm. really important for me because I want, I think that the tangible image is a very different experience than the digital image. 
So, so that's a big part for me, right? So like I said, I'm speaking passionately about, passionately about my um, packages. And then I will say, you know, after going through everything is fully released, everything includes um, the proof prints and the, and the USB, you know, my one hour session starts at 1895. That's my lowest package. Packages go up to $5,000 depending on how long you want to shoot for. And the majority of those packages come with a print credit. Um, And sometimes that's good enough for people if they're familiar enough with my work, but I will say my strong suit is not picking up uh, people off the street and uh, converting them into my sales cycle. My strong suit is going after uh, the younger generation of girls so that by the time they get to their senior year, they're like, I want my senior pictures with my horse and it has to be Kirstie Marie. It's awesome. So in some regards, is your... Is your niche, and just because you've mentioned the last couple of times that, that you said it, is your niche even more specifically not just equine, but like equine photography for senior girls? Is that accurate or or is that just kind of like one of the things that you do or is it a majority? So I say that I photograph girls and horses. I'm really yeah. passionate about storytelling the relationship that a girl has with her horse. Like I said, it's, it's very, very personal for me. It goes back to a horse who changed my entire life and the images that I really wish that I had with him. So, you know, the core of my business, the why is delivering to my clients, the images that I wish I had for myself. And for me, mm-hmm. that's storytelling of the love between a girl and her horse. Um, so that being said, Probably the majority of my clients are high school seniors, mm-hmm. um, but majority would maybe put it 30 or 40%. Um, a lot of my clients are repeat business though, mm-hmm. up to 65% a year of my clients are repeat customers. Yeah. Um, and, and they're of all ages. I mean, I photograph men with their horses. That is the minority. Um that is the minority of my business, but I photograph men with their horses, but I mean, women aging, I mean, seventies and eighties, I have photographed with their horses, a lot of girls in their forties, thirties, twenties, but you know, uh, senior portraits are just a good time to have pictures taken. Mm-hmm. And if your horse crazy, then there's a good chance you want your horse in your senior portraits. <laughs> Kirsty, I love it. So that's an easy being demographic such... to sell to. It's great. Well, thank you for being such an open book as I've been kind of drilling through all these thoughts. Um, this is awesome. Uh, Kirsty, where can people learn more about your approach, learn more about you and, and see more of the work that you produce? Yeah, my website's kirstymarie.com and my Instagram is Kirsty with three E's, Marie. So K-I-R-S-T-I-E-E-E, Marie. Um, but I have a whole education side, KMP Learn, and that's on Instagram at KMP Learn or a blog, KMPLearn.com. I've been blogging for six years now, a ton of free education there. It's awesome. And you're saying KM as in Marie. mustard or is it <laughs> <Yeah>. Marie? <laughs> <laughs> mustard works, yeah. yeah KMP. It sounded, I want to make sure it sounded like KNP in my brain. He is in photography. Yeah, okay, good. Which is good, funny because the phonetics of it. <laughs> Uh, Kirsty, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending some time here just sharing all of your insight, what you found uh, as a fantastic business model for you and giving people another opportunity, uh, just another way to go about building uh, the business of their dreams. So I really appreciate that. 
Absolutely. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that being all inclusive limits your sale. And that Mm -hmm. if you give the digit file, it's the end of your sale. And I just want to wholeheartedly say since 2013, I have never found that to be true. Like I've given every person, every high resolution file, and I've had portrait sales over $10,000. So it's just, Mm -hmm. if you if you walk them through it, if you love them well, and if you educate them well, then I don't think the sale has to stop. That's great. Great last thought. Thank you, Christy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Podcast listeners, really appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, Make sure to give Kirstie Jones a follow. If you're an equine photographer, definitely take a look at her work. My guess is you're already very well familiar with her. Uh, If not, please go check her out. Thank you again for tuning in today. Can't wait to see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, hey, keep showing up. Bye.